Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I am Charisma O'Keefe, and we are here for you weekly talking about entrepreneurship, business balance, and all sorts of wonderful things. And today is Small Business Saturday, which is one of my favorite days of the year. Not that I don't really shop small all the time, because I do, but I just love to see like everybody sharing all of their small businesses that they shop at, because I get to learn about new small businesses to support, which I did like literally learn about businesses today, which is awesome. You shared a great, like, I loved your Insta. I've been trying to like do the same thing, but I've also been actively shopping. So my Insta has been like slow throughout the day. <laughs> You've been outside. I've been inside shopping for my phone. So it's been kind of easy to just be like, and then my friends, a lot of my friends have announced products or opened their shop this week. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just announce that too. And then I found some good like um, athletic wear brands. One is black owned. The other one is not, but they both are amazing. The other woman owned, but they're both amazing. So I'm going to share those out. um, Oh, I'm really excited for that because there's not enough athletic wear brands, to be honest, that are like, you know, like size inclusive and comfortable and like and this the, the black owned one is very size inclusive which is That's like awesome. bananas because you know how hard it is to find stuff yeah so so today i went outside and um i went well i went to deeply in the morning i was trying to go to craft and common actually but the line was like literally out the door but i nope. was like that's fine because yeah you know me i will not wait i'm like uh more than five minutes yes i might be at disney all the time but i do not do lines um so we went to deeply and i took uh friends who one of which you'll meet pretty soon um and yeah deeply is awesome so i was like this works mm-hmm. and it was delicious and everybody has their holiday menu so i was like okay Easiest thing to do is like everyone can go support a coffee shop today. Yep. Um, if you if you can't go in person, you can always just like buy a gift card because a lot of places are doing. I know like Create and places all over town are doing like buy like you know I don't know ten dollars worth and get twenty dollars like type of thing. Um, so we did that and then we went to um, Good Crowd over in College Park and I went because I was trying to see Major who we've had on the podcast before who runs a popcorn empire. Um, but I did not make it in time, but she sold out. So I was like, well, you know what? It's all good. I will just order her popcorn online, which everybody else should do as well. Uh, but yeah, there were so many like awesome brands in that store because they kind of have a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was just fun. Like I don't, they fit so much into that store. Um, so it was nice to kind of see some brands that I had kind of only known online before and kind of get to see some of their products in person. But yeah, I'm just excited, like just seeing everybody have all their sales today, like not sales, like putting on sales. Cause I will say this, I don't think you should have to do like a Black Friday style sale if you are a small business. I think if you do it and mm-hmm. you want to do it, that's awesome. I'm just saying, I don't think that if, if someone's a small business, you shouldn't expect it. If they do it, it's like icing on the cake, but you know, running a small business can be expensive. So don't only support people that are having sales. But I'm saying I see a lot of friends that are like, oh, people are blowing up. Like my Shopify is out of control today. And I'm like, we'd love to see it. Yeah, I mean, and the big box realtor, re, realtors, realtors, retailers did not do really good sales. So I'm like, they sure don't didn't. even now try to like, compete with these people. Millennials killed Black Friday. That's going to be the headline. Watch. On yeah. Screen. Well, I'm sorry. I killed Black Friday because I didn't want to buy something that was 10% off, which is already overpriced. Right? Like, bye. Bye. <laughs> Get out of here, like, big box stores. So, yeah, I'm really excited to support so many small brands and some local businesses and was able to eat from a couple of local places we're going out actually tonight to get dinner from a local place in town um right now after we're done where are you having dinner tonight i think i'm gonna go to get a salad from columbia 
Ooh, that sounds yummy. I'm in the mood for the salad. Like Maria posted it. Also friend of the I feel like everybody talked about the friend of the podcast. Maria, <laughs> previous friend of the pod, actually was eating dinner over at Columbia tonight. And I was like, you know what? She's not wrong. No, um, no. So trying to yeah. do that because oh, can't Columbia have anything really too good. heavy. Anna, right another friend of the podcast, is having Columbia tonight, but in St. Augustine because she's going okay. to there. She's smart. So exactly. She seems like the move. Yeah, we're gonna have avocado tonight, so you know. Okay. And that's not wrong either. Oh, maybe I'll do that instead because I have veggie burrito, straight up. Life I know. <sighs> okay. Well, also, <laughs> by the time this airs, this is gonna be a past Giving Tuesday, and so we also obviously are going to be support supporting. Well, I think both of us love doesn't hurt. Obviously, um, at Studio Four for Paper, I do Giving Week instead of Giving Tuesday because I think one day is just not enough time for people i think giving people a week and then people get paid on fridays like not everybody has money on tuesday for that they spent over the weekend trying to stuff so i try to space it out so i think 40 percent of my sales are going to go to love doesn't hurt Yay. next this week this week as you're listening so you can go to studio 404 paper and buy anything and if it's already attached to something in the uh, print project that goes to another uh nonprofit organization that percentage is also going to go to them as well so it'll be like the 20 percent that i do to lord or the Love Land Foundation, or whomever else, that money will still continue to go to those organizations. But we will be doing, of course, 40% uh, on top of that for Love Doesn't Hurt because it is an amazing nonprofit. This Christmas baby is putting work into the world, and that in 2022 is going to be blown and you up. Help, you've been helping spaces. with, you know, like the birth and everything. Like, you're like the doctor, I think. If, <laughs> well, if it's yeah. my baby, you're you're like the, the delivery doctor. I'm trying to delivery. I'm like the, the OB. Like, push, push. And, but, and yeah. Anna owns the hospital, you know? <laughs> yeah. She, Anna is Meredith Grey. Um, I am the, whoever was wearing pink scrubs. You're one of so they're, people. Derek Shepard's first wife, <laughs> Addison. I'm Addison Shepard in the OB and Charisma is the lady who had the baby. You're carrying the baby, but it's like a surrogate situation because when you're done, you're like, I yeah. just go back to being. <laughs> Ooh, no. Um, so Kismet Charisma is basically going to be doing the same thing. Um, you know, the um, nonprofits that we normally support because 10% of all sales go to different nonprofits. If you look in on that individual candle, it'll still be going to that, but then uh, the rest will be going to... Uh, Love Doesn't Hurt for Giving Tuesday. And then if you're not already following Love Doesn't Hurt, you can follow us on Instagram at Love Doesn't Hurt Inc. Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be sharing other businesses that have also been just completely amazing and are going to be giving us a percentage on Giving Tuesday. So and if you don't know what Giving Tuesday is, just really quick, it's basically a day that happened like, I don't know, like a decade or so ago and they were like hey it'd be nice to give money to nonprofits." and then it grew into this huge global thing and it's just really a time where people try to say hey it's the holidays like let's kind of support nonprofits and, and that sort of thing so it's just kind of a time when people support the causes that are important to them after all of the capitalism of uh you know black friday right so it's you know if you're not going to donate to love doesn't hurt please donate somewhere like um just find the cause that's important to you and make sure you do the research because a lot of nonprofits that are like these larger nonprofits. I know from experience uh, because I have consulted at some of them and because my brother has worked at a lot of them and a lot of them don't do the things that they say they're going to do. I have 
literally had to leave many a consulting jobs for nonprofits because I would see the money that's coming in and I would be like, hey, we should be doing A, B, and C to make sure that we're, you know, living up to our mission. And then literally just see them not do it. And like have conversations where they would be like, yeah, but I'm just not going to do that. So, I mean, I'm not trying to throw shade, but I'm just saying like, especially the larger ones, you know, ones where you can't like get straight answers from people, don't be afraid to like question a nonprofit, right? Because we like the way that we work, it's not a business. The way that we take in money and, and make money and stuff, it's, it's not a business. So don't be afraid to really question people. I mean, question the business too, hey. Uh, but question people with what they're doing with this money um, because you don't want to just be giving money uh, that is not actually doing what it needs to do, right? It's not giving what it needs to give, yeah, literally. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm giving to also, make sure. <laughs> you should be able to check the 990s on the websites of nonprofits yes. for the most part. They have all mm-hmm. the information, so it should be super transparent of what they told the government and if they're lying to the government then that's a bigger issue so that's a lot of times honestly like the budget will be there and it will say these things that are like not the best but like people just don't check to question it exactly don't do the read the salaries because sometimes there's some of these local nonprofits that are always the big money makers in orlando but i've read 990s for 90 percent of them and the salaries that these CEOs and these C-suite executives get are, it's bananas. <laughs> bananas. Like, it does not make A sense. lot of times that's where it goes is, like, you'll see a huge gap from, like, the CEO and the executive team to, like, everyone Until, else. Yeah, exactly. And I scholarships, mean, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm about people getting paid, but, like, there's a, a limit. And, and, you know, obviously, like, what someone should make in one area is going to be different, you know, cost. If you're mid six figures of a nonprofit that started in central Florida and it's like basic, like whatever, like nothing, you are scamming people. And there are a lot of people who are like, I think everybody deserves to pay. I am not shading anybody, but when you're making half a million dollars, off of your nonprofit that started off the backs of other Central Floridians and the low, highest you'll pay an entry level employees ten dollars an hour. These people need to get shut down. So I'm excited to be supporting smaller nonprofits going forward in my life because these big ones, these big orgs, need to be tapped up, looked into because they're a mess. So yeah, so do your research. Um, you know, we're on we're on the gram and in places. So if you ever need to ask us a question about some of the nonprofits we support or whatever, you know, you can do so. Um, and then, you know, my particular nonprofit, like all of our stuff is online. So you can look it up and see exactly what we do with money. And we have an awesome board who were very like, lo- like open about who is on our board and they literally vote on any money that we spend anyways. So, um, yeah, just make sure that you're, you're supporting an org that is doing things correctly. Um, cause you know, for, for small nonprofits, like every little bit counts. Like I think mm-hmm. some people are like, sometimes like, I don't know, like they feel weird about like, Oh, well I can only give $10. And I'm like, do you know what we will do with $10? Cause we will do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, micro donations matter. Yeah. Yes, they really do. So like, if, if you just have like, if there's like a few places and you're like, well, I'm going to give 10 here, 10 here and 10 here. Like that's honestly doing something. Please don't feel like it's not, you know, every little bit counts. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really excited that we're going into this week or have gone through this week of kind of like the e-commerce, et cetera, nonsense. It's really a lot of expectations for people who have e-commerce shops and have businesses that are, you know, in per- like any type of product-based business, it's very difficult to survive this week. And so now that this episode is out, hopefully we're kind of towards the end of it. We're kind of going towards the end of the holidays and kind of looking at different things. I know I'm working on a Valentine's Day line because I did not do one for 2021. And so that is in the works for 2022. So that'll be the first thing that drops 
at the end of December for Studio Four for paper. So, and yay, today is probably the first day or second day or third day of December if you're listening to this. And also, happy Hanukkah. Yes, happy Hanukkah. You're in the midweek of Hanukkah. I hope you're having a good time. We're very excited. We uh, we get books from the um, JCC. They have a program that my friend, my beautiful friend, my beautiful Jewish friends, like your child likes to read, sign up for these, these book libraries and books every month. And so we've learned so much about different holidays and high holidays and stuff. And so uh, very excited about Hanukkah and the stuff that we have learned and being able to participate in a way that's supporting all of our Jewish friends and family. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think I got to go unpack if this, you're listening to this during time. I'll be unpacking at the time that this episode, uh, you're unpacking on the other side now. I'm going to go get And I have to pack boxes full of Christmas things to show up on your doorstep and be like, hello, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Put Christmas things on your patio. Yes. So yeah, you guys enjoy. Our guest is a gem. She is in the room right now listening to us being non and probably hungry and like we need to stop talking about nonsense we put her through an hour she gave us an amazing interview like straight up we need to let, let let amanda be free so enjoy the episode she i will i'm taking her to avocado we're gonna go eat next go give her some mexican food uh but thank you guys for listening and supporting and as always amanda has an actual amazing treat at the end of the episode so listen to the very end because it's straight up mind-blowing gift that she is giving you that you can partake especially if you're in central florida so please keep your earphones on your airpods or whatever you're doing to the very end Hey guys, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am super excited today because we are interviewing one of my favorite people on the planet, Amanda. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. For those who are not already familiar with what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So I'm a permanent makeup artist. I specialize in micro shading, also known as powder brows, ombre powder brows. There's a lot of different ways to say it. It's really popular these days. And I started my company, Carmia Brows in 2020 and I opened my own brow studio just recently in Tampa in 2021. So prior to this, I was actually completely different direction, completely different. Which a lot of people are doing that right now, just completely switching it up. Exactly. Um, I had a 15 year career in finance. I worked at big banks. I worked for a government intel agency. I worked on defense contracts, consulting for the military, you name it. Um, You know, successful for sure. Uh, I traveled all over the world. I lived in Hawaii and California. I got to do all these great things, but I just, I was never fulfilled. A nine to five just didn't do it for me. Um, I feel like when you're a creative type, you're, you know, have artistic calling, that's just never going to be enough. You you have to do something where you're expressing that and letting that creativity flow. So I did writing and travel blogging for years, um, but I always just dreamed of starting my own business, being an entrepreneur, and most of all, being my own boss. <laughs> I feel like, you know, day to day, the nine to five life just didn't suit me. Um, I just wasn't sure what, you know, I had all these great ideas for, you know, businesses, um, but I was already so invested in this career path. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are. They are, you know, hey, I'm already this age. I'm already, already have this degree. I'm already specialized in this. Mm-hmm. And so you just keep going. And, but it's, you know, that calling for you to be your own boss, for you to live your dreams, it's always there. So it all changed for me in 2019. 
I was a client myself. I got my brows done. I got micro shading done in San Diego when I was living there. And little did I know, it just changed my life. I never imagined that something like eyebrows could make such a big difference for me, but it was so transformational. It boosted my confidence, made me feel beautiful. It saved me time every day. And I was just like, wow, I want everyone to feel like this. Like I want every woman I know to get their brows done. So a year later, I decided to pursue being a brow artist myself. I fell in love with it and the rest is history. I did it on the side for about a year as I was kind of like saving up my little coins and Bitcoins. Don't lie, girl. She yes. got Bitcoin. She's lying. <laughs> my little coins. <laughs> um, but you know, I had to definitely sacrifice and just use the time to save up. And I was like practicing and doing models and getting better, getting experience. And then finally it was time to take that leap. I quit my nine to five, never looked back. It's been a great journey, Yay, honestly. We'd yeah. love to see it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And also just the transformational stage of like doing it pre-pandemic and finding something you wanted to do is probably a little bit nicer because you could make kind of a clear choice when it things change so quickly for us. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people oh, didn't yeah. have that choice. They couldn't think about it. They just kind of like went as they were going, but you already had an interest. So that was super awesome that you were able to like invest in something that you knew obviously was a good you know, service, A, B, that it's going to be transformational for you. It's going to be transformational for other people and also something you're passionate about, which I think a lot of people don't get all of those things in a row to start their first businesses. So this is like amazing. Like shout out to you for having all your ducks in a row and finding the thing that you love to do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So I know nothing about how faces work, Um, muscles, eyebrows, (laughs) like anything that has to do with any type of makeup artistry skills, anybody, cosmetologists, all those people are ma- magicians in my life. I can't world. even like put on lip liner properly. <laughs> what is that? Like I can letter the same phrase and like with a brush pen, but try to put that brush pen on my face. It ain't happening. So <laughs> talk to us a little bit about what is it, how long does it take to get trained and certified? What does that process look like? And then how much money and how much time did you invest? Because you said little coin, but Christmas said you said big point, big coins. So I feel like you got to give us a little bit of the tea on what it, this process was like for you. So actually, this is really interesting because right now, believe it or not, the brow industry is blowing up. I mean, it's explosive. I do believe it because everybody overnight started having nice eyebrows. And I was like, <laughs> where did I miss out on like what? And I didn't even know that it was this. I was just like, damn, everybody's like really good with they're like yeah. pencils, I guess. Yeah. But then I found out like, oh, this is a whole thing. Well, I think like the makeup industry, the cosmetic and beauty industry overall just blew up the last mm-hmm. you know decade because yeah. of social media. And so everybody had these perfect brows with makeup and stuff. And then you realize, wow, you can actually do permanent makeup, you know, and people started catching on. So microblading got really popular. I actually not a fan of microblading. I will not do it. That's a whole nother story. But once I found micro shading, which is different, um, I was just like, wow, this is so much better for most people. You know, it's suitable for all skin types. It's better, you know, for your skin. It's less trauma than microblading and other um, extreme things. So I just feel like it's it's just crazy how the industry has changed and how this blew up overnight. I feel like literally hundreds, maybe thousands of brow artists get trained daily 
And that's it's that is blowing wild. up. Yeah. Um, especially where I was on the West Coast in mm, San Diego. Yeah. LA, you know, people are very beauty conscious. They're and getting sense, all the yeah, stuff done. Kind of getting, and now it's kind of making its way over here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so you're seeing it pop up in big cities, but now it's like little small towns are having brow artists. And I think it's great. Um, it's not, even though you would think that would make it very competitive and saturated, but it's like there's more than enough brows to go around. Like everyone wants this done now. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, the more people in the industry, the better overall, because it creates this buzz for us. But um, so there's tons of options to get trained and certified. Basically, it's a little different than cosmetology. If you were to do like lashes, hair, nails, things like that, you would have to go to cosmetology school. Right. I've always been interested in beauty, but I just invested so much in my other education, my MBA, my other degree. Like I was like, I don't want to go back to school. I don't really (laughs) want to deal with all that. So this is more like, it's a little different. And I think that's the little gray area with brows. You're technically a tattoo artist. So training is completely different, licensing and everything like that. So most trainings to get certified in powder brows or AKA micro shading, it's only about 2,500 to 5,000 investment. Sounds like a lot um, for just like a training, but you literally can start with that amount. It's now, cheaper than like most yoga training. So no, that doesn't oh, feel yeah. like a lot. Yeah. Would I recommend that? No, I don't think, <laughs> even though that's happening a lot, um, the training is literally two to three days. Oh, wow. And it's pretty intense. It's like, you know, nine to 12 hour days. Mm-hmm. You can get certification, but that doesn't really fully prepare you because it's overwhelming because you're going to cover everything from safety and sanitation, color theory, how to shape and map perfect brows, needles, supplies. Um, you have to do the actual procedure, you know, watch it done and then do a live model in your training, a lot of practicing. And that's like crammed in and you're like totally overwhelmed and overloaded. So the result, what's happening now in the industry is a lot of people that are just getting trained, they're getting certified really easy, really quickly. It's, you know, 2500 is not that expensive. Um, it seems like a big investment, but you can literally get started with that. Um, but again, now you're seeing all these artists flood the market that, you know, just aren't ready. They're not yeah. ready to be taking on clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're literally tattooing someone's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a face. It's a face. They cannot hide it. And and that's what's unfortunately happening. The end result of that is a lot of bad work. I'm getting a lot of people that are coming to me for corrections, mm-hmm. for removals. Um, so I am just, you know, I will sing this until the day I die. Like one training is not enough. If you're interested in this industry, that's great. There's tons of options. Get as much training as you can and then continue your training journey. I've done, um, I think, like seven certifications now. I'm just constantly investing in my knowledge and my skill and getting better. And it shows, you know, so, you know, it's it's something you could do potentially that's a little quicker and easier than most other skills and trades. But I just recommend, like, investing as much as you can in yourself if you're going to do this. And were all your trainings in California? I did two in California and there were a lot of them online. So that's another thing. People think, oh my God, I can just get certified online. You, <laughs> I think that's a good <laughs> No, no. You need to be there with supervision and tattooing yeah. someone's face for the first time, second time, mm-hmm. third time. Like you need to, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> and, you know, you're completely right because that is wild to me because I think about like, you know, obviously like I came up in the wedding industry, being behind the camera, no one was going to say to me, Oh yeah, like you photographed a portrait session. Now go do a wedding by yourself. Absolutely not. Like I had to shadow weddings yeah. so many times before I felt I was ready and before like a client felt like I had enough experience to actually go out and like, you know, lead a wedding. And even for a long time when I was the lead, I would have a backup for a while. It was just a part of my package because I didn't even feel ready yet right. to be like, I'm going to be out here alone because it's like, 
in the same sense, it's kind of like a once in a lifetime thing. It's like, if you mess up brows, they're messed up. If you mess up someone's wedding day pictures, it's messed up. You know what I mean? Like there's no really like going back on something like that. I mean, like you said, there's removal, but that sounds painful. So, (laughs) you know, it's definitely not ideal. Yeah. And, you know, I always say like, this is how I put it. When someone looks in the mirror, they're going to see you. You're going to do their brows. They're going to think of you every time they see their brows. Like the first couple brows you do when you start out, probably not going to be your best. Everyone has to start somewhere. And that I really took to heart. Like I never wanted anyone to rock, walk around with that work. I yeah. wanted my work to be really good. I'm kind of like, that's a perfectionist thing. I don't know, but I, it just means a lot to me to make sure they're really happy. So yeah, I knew I wasn't ready. Like right yeah. after training, that's why I was like, let me get another one. Let me get another one. I just kept going until I was like, all right, I'm ready to tattoo real people and real like take on clients. Um, it just, you just, you gotta wait till you're, you gotta be really honest with yourself and wait till you're actually ready and your skill is there. Yeah. So what would you say is like the number that you would suggest somebody if they want to get into like having their own brow studio, what would be the number that you would be like ideal to have put away? Amount of money. Yeah. I think at least 10 K like you could do it on a smaller scale and just do a simple thing. You could even not even start your own studio. You could work at another studio and just invest in a few trainings, get some of your supplies, get your license and work for another um, studio, work under them, use their space and start that way. Smart start very small. Um, you could definitely do it for 10, 10 K I would say, yeah. which is pretty small investment. Yeah. When it's business, in space. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And again, know? this is why people are just like, Oh, all I need to do is save up a little bit. Get my little $2,500 training. I'm good. Let me start. And then you're seeing so much bad work. It's honestly scary, but I take mm-hmm. this stuff really to heart. Like my clients mean the world to me. So I was like, I'm going to be the best for them. And that's why I've invested way more than 10,000, <laughs> honestly. So, so speaking of investing, you have what would be called like a luxury brand in the brow world. Um, so Angelica and I love branding. We always want to talk about branding. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about how your brand came to be and like the brand experience, because I think like when you're doing something service-based, it's so important to have like an experience from beginning to end that is so personalized. And I think especially something with this, I know like, I think I've mentioned it on here on the podcast already, but I'm getting this done in January and I'm scared because I don't like pain and I'm a, you know, I'm a huge baby about everything. I'm just, I'm the baby of the group. I'm just a spoiled baby, but it's just like, I feel so much better about it because it's you. So like, I'm not afraid, but I feel like obviously like for me, you're my friend, but I feel like other people probably feel that way with you too, even though you don't know them, but you kind of created an atmosphere and a brand experience. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay. So Caramia Brows is my baby. This business is a reflection of me and you know me personally. So, you know, I'm a Leo. Yep. I am all about luxury <laughs> and style. Yes. I are. take that same energy into my business, into every single client experience. I want to provide an upscale experience, period. Um, I want people to walk in the studio and this does happen. And immediately they walk in and go, oh my God, I feel pretty already. Like I feel good. I, I want it to feel like a treat. You know, you're spending money on yourself. It's a form of self-care to me. Just like getting your hair done, your nails done, like getting your brows done. It seems mm-hmm. like an investment to spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars or so on your brows. But, you know, I just feel like my clients are literal queens and I treat them as such. I want them to feel beautiful, uplifted. When they leave, they feel better than when they walked in, feel good about themselves. Um, and I think, so what is different about me is that I started as a client myself, right? I didn't go in this saying, hmm, how can I make money? And I'm interested in this. Let me do this. 
No, I had it done myself, mm -hmm. not even thinking about this as a business endeavor. And I had such a good experience and it changed my life that much that that's what made me get into this. Yeah. And so I know what experience I had and how amazing it was. And that's what I want to provide to my clients. Plus some, I'm going to take it up a notch. I use really high quality products, have like a super comfortable chair. That was one thing that like bugged me when I got my brows done. It's like, you know, most people start up trying to keep their costs low. So they get this little, you know, little hundred dollar Amazon massage chair to get started. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you, you, as a client, you're like, my back hurts. Oh my God. I'm like stiff when I left and I'm like comfortable. And I'm like, you know, I'm a curvy girl. So I feel like I was going to break the bed. Um, I just was like, no, that's the one thing. I just picked things that I was like, what can I do to make my experience I'm providing uh, just take it up a notch. So yeah. I invested in this like beautiful, gorgeous chair that is like super comfortable. And I just try to give them this really relaxing atmosphere. A lot of my clients fell asleep. I know you said you're nervous, but I'm being 100% honest when I say like, I put on relaxing music. I talk very soothing to them and like just check on them the whole time. And they just, they just, they enjoy it. They have, even though they're literally getting tattooed, they're like, it doesn't hurt. Oh my God, it feels so relaxing. I'm fine. So, um, and I also give like this cute little aftercare kit. Um, I provide a complimentary touch-up so they come back and just a lot of personal touches and just providing like the best service and this great experience that they will remember because, you know, this is the kind of thing where people are going to tell their friends. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a walking advertisement. Their brows, literally every time they take a picture, step outside, they are an advertisement for you. So it's not just the work itself, but also telling them like, oh, go to Carla Mia Brows, go to Amanda. She was amazing. She made me feel so good. I had a great experience. Like, that's what I want. I want that word of mouth. I want them to just feel like they deserve it and they treated themselves and it was luxury all around in every way. And they don't regret their purchase. In fact, they would spend more. You know what I mean? And I love that for you because a lot of times when I'm working with, a, like when I would be working with a client on branding, it would be really hard to like they'd have a hard time like finding their branding voice, mm -hmm. but yours is so clear because it's literally mm -hmm. how you are as a person. Like, there was never a moment where you like questioned it being like a luxury experience and like, you know, having those personal, like you always knew like, this is going to be like, you were never going to be like the budget brow girl. Like, oh, yeah. That was not going to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was always going to be a luxury Brown. experience because that is what you, yeah, that is what you like live your life as. And I know like also you're super passionate about like seeing like women of color and people of color have luxury experiences, mm -hmm. which I love. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You've been like encouraging me to be more fancy, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> you should. We all should. Really, honestly. I'm straight up like, well, let me not walk around Amanda because I don't want to be a bad advertisement for eyebrows. Like, I'm concerned. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> yo. Yo. I come to town. I try to do my eyebrows really good because I'm like, what if somebody recognizes her and sees me next to her? Like, I got to make sure my eyebrows don't look a hot mess. They don't look a hot mess. But in January, they I look know. even more bomb girl. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> So I don't know what luxury means, but I'm going to need you to explain to me <laughs> why is luxury important in today's world and why is it important for you to provide your customers with this luxury experience that you've already explained already sounds like straight up top tier four seasons activity. So please let us know what luxury means to you and why is it important and why do you provide this experience to your customers? Okay, great. Favorite question ever. Um, so luxury is important because we deserve it. Mm, I truly believe okay. that 
Every snaps, single one snaps. of them. <laughs> women yeah. are just amazing. And I'm just a big proponent of treating ourselves, especially as women of color, um, especially anyone who's been through trauma, mothers. You know, I get a lot of people that are in the military, they're single moms. They're, I mean, all of us have just been through a lot of stuff. And women take care of everyone. We take care of our families. We take, we just, we do it all. We wear so many hats and we give so much of ourselves. And often we don't do the same for ourselves, right? We'll do it for yeah. everybody else. You know how like when you get pregnant, you're like, oh, I got to start eating healthy. Why don't you just do that for you? Mm-hmm. You do it for your baby, but not for you. There's so many examples of this. And I feel like we just need to take care of ourselves too. Then we can take better care of other people. So instead of, you know, skimping out on stuff for yourself, services and luxuries, or if you do do it, you feel guilty. Like, oh my God, I spent $500 on my hair. Like my husband's going to kill me or whatever. Like, no, do not feel guilty. You deserve it. You deserve more than that, actually. Um, you deserve the bag. You deserve the facial. You deserve the nails, the brows, everything. Whatever makes you feel good, whatever makes you feel beautiful, you deserve it. Because we all are beautiful. I have yet to meet a client that I didn't find was like absolutely amazing inside and out. I just, I love being a woman. I love us. I love everything about us. So the more and more clients I take, I meet these women and they pour their hearts out to me like I'm their therapist. <laughs> and I hear their stories and I'm just even more in awe. Like, of everything we go through and everything mm-hmm. we are, we're just phenomenal. Every single one of us, I truly, truly believe this in my heart that we deserve it all. So I feel like brows, it's a luxury. Yes, it's not something you need, but it's an investment in yourself. When you get your brows micro-shaded, it lasts one to three years before fading. So it's literally making your daily life better. It saves you time. You can just get up and go, You know, especially if you do have kids or a busy job or whatever's going on in your life. You can just feel more put together and make your life easier and better in those ways. And I just feel like it's, it's worth it to treat yourself, especially again, we're talking about tattooing your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go cheap for something like that. You want to invest in, you know, the best. So, and if you ever, I get a lot of clients that go, Oh my God, you know, this is quite a bit to spend. And I'm like, girl, and you deserve it. And what? Yeah. You deserve it. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it. (laughs) I love that. That's like the best answer. Because why luxury? Because you deserve it. Like, that's always. I love that. I'm going to put that on my wall. (laughs) I'm like, uh, is that a brand? It sounds like a brand. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, that sounds like a brand. That sounds like something I'll make Angelica make me. Because it's, you know, it's so true. Like we, it's, I think, especially as women and especially as women of color in this country, like, we do put ourselves last so often Mm -hmm. and people put like their kids or their partner or, you know, their parents or different family members or anything else first besides themselves. And that gets to be exhausting. Yep. And I I do think like our generation is getting better at saying like, Hey, I deserve these things. I mean, simply going to therapy, like that's something that people wouldn't do before because they'd be like, Oh, well, I just have to like, get through the day and just, you know, keep pushing forward or whatever. And it's like, no, like you deserve to like process your trauma and like live a happy life. And I think that like older generations were like, no, like my, my parents didn't do that. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and have a terrible life. And that's the way it needs to be. And I feel like now we're, we're finally trying to start treating ourselves more. So I hope that like, mm-hmm. we just see people need to like invest in themselves. Yeah. I've been yeah. doing that. This I have day. a story. Every, every <laughs> Yeah, every time I buy something for someone else for the holidays, I buy something for me. <laughs> good, good, good for you. You deserve I'm it. I'm like, you know what? Like, I deserve this. You do. So. And every time you do, I want you to hear my voice in hand. You deserve it, girl. I know. I spend, like, way more money, but it's, like, 
it's kind of like you were saying before you were like oh well i i manifest money too like i attract money and then you're like not wrong <laughs> like i spent to money today way. and then it's what what happened as soon as i got home i was like oh who's ordering candles yep. right now <laughs> see it's a flow it's a flow yeah. of energy that's all money is and you know when you want to attract abundance you just have to think like okay i'm not going to stress over splurging on brows because i deserve it and when i feel good and look good, I'm going to just be better. It's easier right? to get out there make and more money. I'll make money. that money mm-hmm. back. It's, it's not true. a problem. It is so true. So for someone who does not know anything about the process of getting brows, what is the process like from beginning to end? Because I, I don't even really know how to put on <laughs> like a pet, like Make I do the brows, pencil, right? it out, but even that, I know it's like, I'm not even doing that right. So I, I just learned that like, that powder brows are a thing really. So it's like from the beginning and end, what does that process look like from consultation to follow-up appointment? Okay. So the initial appointment is at least three hours. Sometimes closer oh, wow. to four hours. Yeah, it's okay. a it's a long thing. And yeah, you know, see, I would not expect that. Yeah, no, a lot of people are like, why can't I just come in and go? I'm like, what's the problem? <laughs> it's like a big thing, and it's actually like you can't have coffee ahead of time, mm. twenty four hours ahead, alcohol, things like that. Then your blood, we don't want that. Um, there's things you do for pre care that are really important. So when people say, hey, can I come in tomorrow? I'm like, no. I need you to read the pre care instructions, make sure you know compliant with everything because um, your health and your medications and your skin and how you take care of it, what kind of products you put. Everything you've been doing the last couple of weeks, if you've went tanning, if you've had a facial, if you've had your brows threaded, like all those things play a big part. So um, we do the appointment and we only do appointments only because it's such a long appointment and because there is some prep work involved. So in the appointment, it includes your consultation. I can do consultations ahead of time for people that are a little bit nervous because that's totally understandable. Again, you're getting a tattoo on your face. <laughs> I cannot emphasize this enough. <laughs> It doesn't look like tattoo, but it is. So if you're nervous, I have people come in for a consultation, go over everything and shape their brows. But in the appointment, if most people just elect to do it regularly, we'll do the consultation where I'll explain everything. And I'm thorough. Like my clients will tell you, I'm big on education. Um, so I do go, show them little slides and everything. I go over it, make sure I they have that. no questions. I make sure they're comfortable. I have people that come in and they're like literally like so nervous and then I'm like, oh, I feel good. I'm fine. Because I just, you know, I know how it feels. Again, I know how I'm supposed to be sitting in that chair and be like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like I'm tattooing, like this is crazy. So um, I go over everything and I also go over their goals. I go over like, what are you trying to achieve here? Like what kind of look do you go for? Do you want natural? Do you want to look like makeup? Do you want to look bold? Um, most people go for natural. And I go over their skin history, their current skincare routine, what they do to take care of their brows and maintain them. Do they um, wax? Do they thread? Do they pluck? What kind of shape do they like? Do they do nothing? Like do they me? do nothing? That's and a lot of them do. And now they really can do nothing because yeah, that's that's why people are saying I wouldn't do this because I'm lazy, not because right? I'm no, glamorous, because exactly. I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. So and that's the goal. Like we just want to make it easy for you. So. Well, basically, after we go through all that stuff, we'll pick your color out. We'll do that together. And it's really according to your skin color and your undertones in your skin. Um, and then we go over the – this is probably the reason the appointment is so long, the, the biggest reason, this extensive mapping and shaping process. So I literally measure your face. I will use um, everything from how your brow hair grows, your facial features, your brow bone structure, your muscle pull, 
it, there's just so many factors involved to your brow shape. Like, <laughs> like there's I'm just, I know. my face and she's <laughs> laughing at me. Because it's like, people don't even realize, like, I'll tell clients, like, oh, you know, you have a natural muscle pull. Your, you know, your right eyebrow pulls up a little when you talk. And they're like, I do? Like, you just don't realize it. But your brows literally express your emotions and, and are used while you're communicating. So uh, it's, it's pretty in-depth. And no one has perfect symmetry in their face. That's, you know, number one thing people ask me, can you, you know, this brow's a little higher than the other one. Can you even them out? And, you know, we basically have this really awesome proven method to find the best shape that is natural for you. Now, there's, a, just like I was saying before, there's a lot of artists that will just like, you know, I was trained to do it this way. And I do the same brow on everyone because I want my, you know, Instagram pictures to look a certain way. But I'm more so like, let's find what's natural to your face, mm -hmm. to your hair, because your brow hair is going to grow back right so yeah. i want to find something that works for you long term um so this is just why it takes so long right after we go over the shaping which by the way the client has full control over that so once i find them the beautiful shape that i love and that works for them i let them review it they can tell me i love it nine out of ten times they're like i'm happy i love it wow i can't even believe you found the shape for me this is awesome but if they have any adjustments like i make sure they're 100 in love with it before anything starts so that's another thing that reassures people because they're like what if I don't like it? Like, what if she just tries to do whatever she wants on me? Uh, yeah, no, you're fully in control. I'm just using, you know, both this science and this art to, mm -hmm. you know, find what works and then I let you fully approve it and, and review it. So after that, the shading, the actual tattooing begins with an outline. Uh, we'll go over the outline of the brow shape and then we'll use a numbing cream. Now, this is what you're looking for, I know. <laughs> yeah. um, this is what makes it pretty comfortable. It numbs your skin pretty well, and I can reapply it as well. So most clients kind of rate it. You know, I always ask every client, like, huh, so how's the pain, honey? You know, what do you think? One to ten. Average is like one or two. Some people say like zero. I didn't even feel anything at all. I'm like, okay, good. That's what I love. Um, so make sure they're nice and comfortable. And then we'll basically go over filling the brows or tattooing them shading them, whatever you want to call it, over a series of passes. And basically what micro shading is, it's implanting these really tiny dots that layer to appear into this soft, powdery, filled brow. Um, it doesn't look like hair strokes. It just looks like your brow is full. It kind of accentuates the hair you have to make it look full. So, you know, again, after we're done, we get it to where the client's happy. It's, it's the way they want it to look. It's the right darkness that they want. Most people say, don't go too dark understandable we'll make sure you love it and then we'll go over aftercare aftercare is really really big part of any form of tattoo um so i provide a kit with everything you need i go over everything with you i follow up with my clients like i'm really thorough about that because aftercare is i have such seen a big you stuff. because you'll go on their instagrams and they're like <laughs> i told her not to go do that she's doing that thing i mean yeah some people just do not listen they're I'm like no sun for three days honey no no getting them wet and then the next day they're at their beach both in the sun and getting it wet and i'm like okay whatever it's, i'm a role follower so <laughs> yeah. um and so another thing is um we'll schedule at the end of the appointment we'll schedule a six to eight week touch-up and the reason for this is because it is a two-step process everyone's skin is so different so while i have a lot of experience and i pretty much know how it's going to go for the most part you just never know how someone's skin's going to heal if they're going to follow aftercare mm -hmm. um, some people lose more pigment than others some people get a little patchiness this is all really normal so basically, um, a complimentary touch-up is included um, with your appointment. So after your brows are fully healed in six to eight weeks, you'll come back. The, the healing process, this is where I'm going to be very honest and transparent. 
it is a bit of a roller coaster. Um, the first two weeks, it's going to go from like darker to lighter to patchy to scabbing, peeling. Like it's it's a little rough. And that's, again, why I tell people plan ahead. You might not want to go to a wedding, you know, the week yeah. or two after because your brows might look a little, you know, just not as flattering. But then, you know, it's amazing. The process is so cool how skin works and how it heals. People will be like, what happened? Like I got my brows and they look great and then it went away. And then it kind of comes back. It kind of settled in your skin. And then we can really assess like, how it healed and what we need to do to make them perfect. So that's why it's a two-step process and we have those two appointments. So during the touch-up, that's when we can adjust anything. We can darken it. Like nine out of 10 clients will want it darker. They'll be like, I thought I want it soft mm -hmm. and natural, but ooh, that like darkness looked good and I got yep. used to it. So um, we can fix any patchy spots. It's a shorter appointment. It's usually about an hour and it may not even be needed. There's sometimes where clients are like, dude, my brows are perfect. They healed wonderfully. This is exactly the desired result I wanted and I'm good but um in general we do it just you know just to make sure they're perfect for you and for those clients that do lose some of their pigment during the healing when it gets lighting uh, excuse me lighter this is where the magic happens because now we can layer more and it really pops and gets that effect you want and so um you know we'll always include the touch-up no matter what I feel like that happens like in non-permanent makeup as well because I remember when I went to go get my wedding makeup done and I did the trial like she started and did like a non like a non-bold super glam look because I was like I want it like super light and natural and then after that like she was like is this do you want this I was like no go more and then she went more and I was like I love this and she's like <laughs> this is what always happens like she's like people come in and they think they want it like just super chill but then they get to a look of that like a little bit older right. and they're like oh okay I like that yep it's yeah. no, it's honestly normal like everyone's yeah. a little cautious and you should be because you yeah. don't have time to kind of get used to it and then go oh no I I do want more <laughs> yeah That'll probably be me. <laughs> Just letting you know ahead of time. Don't worry, you have two appointments, whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> I also feel like the darkness probably is jarring. They think, like, in your mind, you think of dark brows, you just think of bad brows, and they don't understand yeah. that, like, dark brows actually look good for most faces, you know what I mean? So it's very funny that people are yeah. like, I want them yeah. light. I'd be like, no, please make them dark, because that's not going to work for me. Light brows are not it. <laughs> Well, I think they're just scared of like the uh, really intense stripy brow, the dark like yeah, crazy. Yeah, because those were so <laughs> for a while too. I think people don't understand like that's not what this is. No, not. But at all. I do remember no. that those were like super in, and people would just have brows that were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, uh, I call them the Mac brows, <laughs> just because. I'm pretty sure that almost everybody that had them used Mac <laughs> or worked at Mac. I was going to say they worked there, honestly. <laughs> Okay, well, for people, again, like me who are ignorant and don't understand how the world works, what are some things that you should look for when you're choosing an artist to do this work? Because I've done, like, blood-borne pathogen training, and that is, like, a little bit of, like, just a small smidget of the safety one needs to tattoo people. So I'm going to need you to give us all of the information on what we should be looking for if we're looking for artists oh, out here in yes. the streets. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for asking this. Please, God, choose wisely. <laughs> please, God, I'm asking, like, even if you don't choose me, like, just please choose wisely. Do your research. Um, so my four things I would suggest you look for, and do not be afraid to ask someone. If they're a good artist, they will be happy to, um, you know, answer these questions and give you this information. So 
Number one thing you want to look for is their prior work. You want to look through their portfolio. Find someone with your skin type. Find someone yes. with your skin complexion. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of artists that only do like this race or this type. And, you know, you want someone with some versatility. Um, if you have oily skin and, you know, that's a definite like different skin type than most people. Find someone where you can see someone with a little oily skin. And, and number two, like see how the brows healed. You don't want to just see it after the procedure. See how mm-hmm. their brows healed. That is so important because... Some brows, um, excuse me, some brow artists will do great work and then it doesn't heal very well because their technique is not up to par. So look for not just the after photos, but the healed work photos. See as many examples as you can. A good artist will have different styles, different colors, different, just for you to be able to get, uh, you know, an idea of what they can do for you. And then you could say, Hey, I like this client you did. I kind of want, was looking for something like that. So look for a pretty good portfolio. And then also make sure they're certified by someone who's reputable. Like mm-hmm. I got certified by two of the biggest brow artists in California and I went with them for a reason because I admired their work and I wanted to learn how they did it. Now, these days, everyone thinks they can train. Like there's people that do brows for a year and are like, yep, I'm going to start training people. And it's like, mm-hmm. do you look for Sounds someone? Sounds like graphic design. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> it's a little scary. Like just make sure, you know, you ask them who trained you. If it's some of these people will train anyone even people over the computer that they've never met and seen how they work. And that's crazy to me. So make sure they're certified by a very good, reputable, well-known artist. Make sure they're licensed by the state you're in. So in Florida, you only need a tattoo artist license. And, you know, crazy enough, it's not that hard to get it. So, but still, they need to have it. So make sure they're licensed because these people are just doing it in the back of their house and stuff. It's crazy. Um, sanitation. This is where Angelica mentioned BBP, bloodborne pathogen. That is huge. As a tattoo artist, you are required to have that training at least once a year. And it is so important. So important. So, oh my God. I'm going to spill some tea real quick. I was watching a popular reality show that just came out. And one of the girls on there was a brow artist. And she does beautiful work. She's gorgeous. She's just, she seems awesome, right? But literally on the show, she started doing brows to show what she does. And she didn't even have her machine wrapped. So you're literally touching people touching their blood mm. and you don't even have proper covering to keep your equipment sanitized That's so scary. she took a phone call in the middle of the procedure with the glove she was using to tattoo someone's skin no. and i was just sitting there oh, i was no. like oh my gosh as a client myself safety and sanitation is number one for me and there's things you should look for make sure they're you know bbp certified is up, you know make sure it's up to date make sure they know what they're doing that's huge again we're supposed to use fresh needles. We're supposed to clean very thoroughly. And I make it a you know, strong point for myself to do that. But I can't say the same for everyone. And then finally, don't be afraid to ask them, what do they use? This is big because like I was telling you before, people are so quick to get certified these days. And a lot of the artists that are training provide these really cheap machines that you can literally get on Amazon or Ally or like for like $15. And they're not safe. They are not safe to use on human skin. They're fine to practice. But the needles that go to those machines are don't have a safety membrane. So it is literally have it literally has this backflow of bloodborne pathogens that can go into oh, the machine. Gosh. And I mean, literally, I've seen it. Oh. I've had people, everyone I know uses them. And it's crazy because now artists are starting to wake up and go, whoa, we need to use certain needle cartridges that are 100% sealed with a safety membrane that there's no risk of 
you know, transferring any kind of blood or anything to another client. Like it's so important. So ask them what kind of needles they use, what kind of machine they use, even ask them what kind of pigment they use because there's some that are cheaper than others. Again, I go back to my original point. We deserve the best. So don't be afraid to be like, I, I literally did this myself. I want you to use this kind of pigment on me because I know this is the best. You know, don't be afraid to ask what they use. The information should be readily available to the client that's paying money for this. And it should be all the best quality. So again, there's just a lot of things to consider. And I know it's hard because you're trusting someone, you know, you know me as a friend. That's, like, so that's why it's expensive. And that's like, yeah. there's so, they're like, that's so many different points, like the pigments, the neat, like the, the machine, all those things that I wouldn't think about, but it's like, that's why it's worth paying the money. Like. Oh my god! That's oh, there's a scary. lot. People think it's just like a little makeup thing, a little tattoo thing. It's like, dude, this is this is pretty intense. This yeah. could, you could get infected. Oh. I mean, there's a lot of things that could go wrong, and unfortunately, it happens. I've seen not just bad work, but I've seen people that had infections, allergic reactions, yeah. things like that. So, um, I think it's easier, you know, because my friends and people like you that are getting it done, and they know you guys know me. You know how I yeah. am. <laughs> So you know I like go the extra mile for everything and I'm such a perfectionist and I'm also a germaphobe. But, um, you know, just make sure when you're choosing someone that you really do your research and ask questions. Like if they're not answering you and providing this information you're asking, I wouldn't trust them. Like make sure you can trust them. That's huge. Whew, man, that's uh, – oh, I'm so grossed out. <laughs> like, oh, gosh, it's so gross. And it is scary because I feel like it's one of those things that, that you know, the industry is not as regulated as, like, yeah. medical. But to me, it is kind of medical. It is medical. 100%. So it's like it's like medical art. That's kind of like yeah. how – you know what I mean? It's like there's a science to it and there's an art to it. And it's like, you know, it's just not as regulated or even I feel like as regulated as, like, the tattoo in – like, the tattoo alone industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're going to have people in there. I mean, really, when you think about it, even, like, nails. I remember there was going around, like, a few years back, there was, like, salons that were, like, not cleaning. Yeah. And there mm -hmm. were people going and stuff, you know, just go from going to get their nails done. So it's wild because it's like there's it's just not regulated enough, I feel like. And most people are unfortunately not doing it to your standard. Right. Like they're just kind of cutting costs and trying to make a buck. But I do think, uh, mark my words, let's talk again in a year or two. I feel like the industry is going to change and be much more regulated as it should. And as an artist, I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see people taking better care mm -hmm. of clients and getting better training and being better about sanitation and, you know, like just scale in general. Like not everybody is meant to do this. And like I said, people realize, wow, I can get trained and certified for like, you know, this much and start up with like such a small amount. Let's do it. And they're taking shortcuts and they're not getting the best training and they're not there. Some people just don't know. Yeah. And that's another thing. They think they're doing good and they're not. So I do see a lot of us artists, have discussed this and do see that the industry will be more regulated soon because it's blown up so fast. Yeah. Micro shading wasn't a thing. Some people still don't know about it. Some people are still learning what microblading is, and that's not good. Either, oh yeah. So. Um, can you tell us a little bit about <sighs> microblading because I don't think a lot of people know the, the difference. difference. Yeah, because I didn't. That's the number one question I get asked. Besides, yeah. does it hurt? <laughs> um, so microblading was really popular the last few years. Um, and I'll tell you just you know quick summary. Microblading is taking a razor blade. And literally slicing slash cutting hair-like strokes into your skin. Now, to me, this looks weird. Like, you can tell it's not hair. It's not the same as your hair, and it looks off, and it doesn't heal well. If you have any kind of oil in your skin, which especially women of color, we usually have at least combo skin, um, you're not a candidate. 
So I remember when I've been filling in my brows forever since I was like 12, girl. <laughs> so it's full circle for me to be a brow artist. Even my grandma had her eyebrows tattooed. Oh, like gosh, it's this is a family thing for me. And, um, you know, I remember finding out about microblading and I was like, oh, my God, I have to get this done. You know, like this was years ago. I think it was like six or seven years ago when I first heard about it. And I was so excited. And then come to find out I'm not a candidate because I'm a really oily skin girl. And um, any any kind of oil in your skin is just going to push out the pigment. Because think about it, when you cut your skin, mm. it's more of a trauma to your skin versus like if you just lightly scratch it. Yeah. Which is what micro shading is. So that's the difference, a cut versus a scratch. And microblading, like 90% of the corrections, or maybe 100%, I want to say even, um, are for microblading that I get. People just, it doesn't heal well. It's more trauma to your skin. It's more painful. You have to go back for more touch-ups. It doesn't last as long. It can heal real funky and like change colors because you're, you're going so I've deep. seen and heard about the changing oh, yeah. colors thing, especially because yeah. it's like people with fair skin tend to get it. And then, yeah, it, like, picks up weird pigments and stuff. Oh, yeah. It turns yeah. blue over time. We've seen it turn pink, red, purple. It's crazy. It's wild. So, um, again, do your research because microblading might be good for some people. I have seen a couple people I know that got it done and it looked okay. But over time, it generally heals weird and um, needs a lot more work to maintain and stuff like that. Whereas, like, microshading is the new standard in the industry. Like, every artist I know is switching over if they did microblading before. I'm not going to let somebody cut my face a whole bunch of times. Sorry, it's that's not happening. Crazy. It's very extreme, honestly. <laughs> it's very painful. Yeah, I'm just like, that sounds painful AF. Like, and just, <laughs> it sounds, like, risky, too. I, just, I don't like that idea. Um, so I know you get, like, a lot of people that have had microblading gone wrong or just, like, even other brows gone wrong. And you also, you do like tattoo removal for like regular tattoos, right? Like if somebody has Small a tattoo. Tattoos, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is the process of like tattoo removal like? Okay. So I'm actually certified in and offer this thing called lift saline removal. So it's actually similar to the process I use for micro shading for actually implanting the pigment, except we're actually lifting it out. Okay. So we use a needle and the same machine, but well, Instead of using pigment, I'm going to use a saline um, mm. solution that's made of found, very, very finely ground salt and fruit seed extracts. And what that wow. does is it, it's a natural thing, and it gently and slowly lifts the pigment out. So it's better than laser removal because a lot of people, when they need tattoo removed, you know, they are going to go laser. Laser mm -hmm. is way more painful, way more expensive. Um, it's damaging to the skin. Often it scars you. Um, whereas saline, if you're just doing permanent makeup, such as your eyebrows, eyeliner, different forms of permanent makeup that people have, or a small body art tattoo, um, you have to have some patience. So that's the caveat. I'm very honest about it. Um, it can take a little longer than laser. You might have to have several sessions to see it really take the effect you want. Um, it just gradually lightens. But it is, again, a more natural way to remove yeah, I can't the believe that it, there's like fruit in there. I had no idea. Yeah, because um, you don't think of, this is why uh, one of the reasons why I tell people do not work out after you're getting your brows done. When you sweat, it has salt, and salt, mm -hmm. and salt lifts out. Osmosis is the process where it literally is lifting out with moisture and salt. So it's great. Again, it's natural. It's you know better for your skin. It's easier, less trauma, but it just takes longer because you have to wait eight weeks between each session, and I just never know what's going to happen with saline. And that's the hard thing because people come to me and they're like, look how jacked up my brows are. Like, help me. Most of the time they want me to correct it and put something over it and cover it up. And I'm like, 
I can't do that until we lighten a bit. Yeah. But you're going to have to bear with me and be patient because I don't know how long it's going to take or how many sessions you're going to need until we get in there. It might be two. It might be five. And it sucks because I can't guarantee, but it really depends on their skin, how long they've had it, how settled it is in their skin. Um, if you just had work done, you know, recently, it might not be that bad. You might need one or two sessions and be done. But we also have this thing called emergency uh, removal for lift. And that's really, really cool. It's the only thing I know of that can do this. If you go get your brows jacked up, and it happens a lot, because like I said, these brow artists are popping up overnight everywhere in every city. A lot of bad work coming out of, you know, some of these people, unfortunately. Within 48 hours, if you go to a brow artist that's certified in lift, they can do emergency removal where they can lift it out because it hasn't settled yet. And putting that on, we don't even have to use a needle machine or anything. We just put on that solution and it will lift out the pigment. But it only works if you've had it done within 48 hours. So, I mean, I've seen some work where girls are literally like crying and they're like, I can't go outside like this. I got my brows and I thought she was good. Something went wrong. Look at my face. And thankfully we have lift, but just people don't, may not know about and that. You're certi- like, you have to be certified? Yeah, in you have yeah. to be certified in lift. Yeah. So. I, I love, love that, that there is um plan B for eyebrows. Can I talk to yes. that? That's yes. very funny. <laughs> you said so many times it's like it is a tattoo on your face. Yeah. So I love that that's something that exists. And I love that you're certified in it because I feel like a lot of people like wouldn't even A be certified in it or B like let clients know that it exists. Yeah, right. I'm very yeah. honest. Listen, if you for some reason I've never ha- I've never got a bit knock on wood never had a client that didn't love their brows but in the rare unfortunate circumstance that you do like wake up and go holy crap what did i do i don't want this i can remove it in 48 hours so let me know like i just put it out there because i never want anyone to live with something they don't love just so i can make a little bit of money like i want you to love it i want you to feel good about again my journey Mm -hmm. is to uplift and make women feel beautiful that's my mission. Well, so. and what I like love about like the reality of your situation is like you don't do this to make money because like you literally made a lot of money. <laughs> so like I, I know a you a fancy girl. And so it's like you're really serious about your mission because it's like you could have just stayed doing what you were doing and made lots of money and it would have been an easier path, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you're literally like passionate about doing this work and, and helping people, which is awesome. Yes, thank you. Making sure that no one looks like Helga G. Pataki, and that's all that matters. Yes! <laughs> See, that's the brows. Like, those are those, like, brows that I feel like were the brows back in the day, and people are, like, worried about those brows. Like, they're like, oh, no, I don't want them that bold, because those were intense. Or also, you know, um, another thing people ask me, because brow trends kind of change over the years. Just they like you talking about, you know, in the 90s, it was that really pencil thin. thin. Yeah. Weird line. Yes. <laughs> and now it's, like, this big, thick, bold Batty brow mm-hmm. is what I call them. And the 80s, they were like kind of like shaggy almost. Girl. And then in our time, they were like arched. Like in the 2000s, they were like arched, but like thin, but like not as thin as the 90s. Yeah. yeah. And it changes. So again, this is why I tell people when they're like, I want the trendy brow. I'm like, girl, in 10 years, 20 years, brow trend's going to change again. So let's yeah. do something that is natural, natural for you, that is timeless, that works for your face, that works for your skin. And you can add makeup and change it over the time if you want, but like, I don't believe in brow trends and going with what's exactly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that you map it to someone's actual face rather than just like, this is what's in at the moment. Exactly. I don't believe in one size fits all at all. Girl, you can look at my work and see that like everyone has different brows. They do. There's actually a girl on yours who I know this is not going to be my brow shape, but the girl who has those like super thick brows and they're 
beautiful on her. It's not, I know it's not right for my face already, but I see her brows and I'm like, oh, those brows are I like, know. I, I wish gorgeous. I could have that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, those look so good. They just look good on her face. I know they are not going to fit my face at all, but yep. I'm just like, oh man, those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. I look at your face shape and look mm -hmm. at, you know, that's a big part of it because, you know, a big round brow is not going to work for someone. Some people need more angular, some people need thinner. Uh, when I have mature clients, we generally go thinner. Yeah. We make them look younger. We bring up the tail. It makes them look 10 years younger because it, like, makes their eyes look bigger. That's, There's that's all awesome. kinds of cool things you can do. But, again, you have to do what works for them individually. Yeah. yeah. That's so important. I feel like we talk about trends so often on this show about design specifically, in which I always rag on people who do trendy design work. Because, yeah. like you said... It's only here for a short time, short time, not a long time. And it's most of the time not ready for your business. Like, I don't understand why businesses are getting now the holographic 90s designs done to their logos because that's what's really <laughs> in a graphic design. I'm just like, I don't they understand. Really you don't need a smiley face. You don't need 70s type. <laughs> like, you are selling, like, kombucha. Like, calm down. Like, it's going to be something. You know, it's just so it wild. Or like doctor's offices. It's like a bell out there. It's a hot mess. It's oh, like, graphic yeah. design is having a bad moment right now in terms of trends. So, <laughs> I, if Frida Kahlo brows come out next year, I would not be surprised because people are making some poor choices. Whoever is in charge of trend setting. So, I'm glad that you see a trend setting, following trends is not the way to go, especially with something as permanent as a face tattoo and that you can look and be so detailed to go with what works for people's faces. So I think that's the better option. And if I were hiring someone to do that to my face, that's what I would want. I would not want what's in right now because I could look like, I don't know, the hair when she guy brows of the two that I don't want that. So you <laughs> But, um, on this show, we love to talk about systems. They're my favorite things. I talk about systems all day, every day. I have a systems for moving, like right now. I have a whole like three tier system that I'm using to get through our move. So I love to talk to other people about how they manage their businesses. So, what are three tools that you use every day to manage your business? Okay. You're going to hate me for this since you're a graphic designer, but I use Canva. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm all for it because everybody else is too. And the lady yeah, owns is a woman of color. So yes. I, yes. I am Photoshop trained and I use Canva. I was going to say, I use Canva this week because I have the same templates for Black Friday and Small Business like, Saturday. She'll make fun of me a little bit, but not really. Because she's like, you know, it is what it is. I just, I, I say that because like you're legit professional and so talented. And like, I feel like people use Canva and they think they're like, I'm also a graphic designer. It's, so. Yeah. The thing is, is like, it's so hard to do what Angelica does and do it well. And it's so time consuming. And like for her, it takes like... We could, if I were making the same thing as her, it would take her like an hour and it would take me like 18 hours. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. It was really like I was like, simple. once it came out, I was like, you know yeah. what? I already know Photoshop, but F that. I'm going to go do this because it's so fast. It's so like easy to use. Like anyone can use it. Once you figure out, you know, a couple of things in the beginning, you're like, oh yeah, I can do anything. Yeah. And that's because um, you started using it after you got your brand together yeah. and you were very like precise about your brand. So it's not like you went in there and said, what's my brand going to be? And like just oh, threw yeah. stuff together. Like you had a specific font, your colors, like your identity, your, you know, obviously luxury, luxury, luxury. So you had all that plus your name, which is really Yeah. And I, I feel like that's the good thing though, especially like I was saying, a lot of people, they don't have a lot of money to invest um, in these kind of businesses when they start them right away. So um, it's a godsend for just creating like graphics and uh, Instagram, uh, social media content mm -hmm. and fun little things. Um, it's actually fun to use too. Like, you, I mean, that's where I can be even more creative and artistic and um, just kind of create fun things and, 
you know, represent my brand in a very cohesive, cute way that I love. And that I know my ideal client is a lot like me. So they're going to love too. So I literally use that every single day. I use it even to like watermark my photos. It's just really um, a cost efficient way for, you know, small business owners and entrepreneurs to get some stuff done if you don't have the money yet to invest in a kid. Yeah, that's know, me with the know, nonprofit because I was like, oh, I'm going to have to do graphics for something else. Well, nonprofit graphics are all Canva. Yeah. I do not have the time. <laughs> but they look good, girl. I'm like, by the way. I do not have the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it can look just as professional. And the more you use it, you know, the better you get. Um, but I also use Acuity for scheduling. Um, that's been a godsend for me because I've tried Square. I've tried, there's a lot of different options out there, especially when you're in the beauty industry, there's like all kinds of programs and apps and different things to schedule your clients. But I really wanted a certain experience that was really easy and very customized to my brand and to me and what I you know, wanted to put in there. Like when you go book, it may seem a little overwhelming, but all the information is there for you to read on pre-care, on aftercare, oh, on nice. what to expect. I'm very big on information and education, so I'm, like, putting it all out there. So um, is it, like, when they book, it immediately gives them all that? Yeah, okay. before you even select your appointment on the booking page, it will say on my website and everything, it'll say, number one, here's the restrictions, because there are a lot of restrictions for permanent makeup. Like you said, it is very much a medical thing mm -hmm. so you know you can't be pregnant you can't be breastfeeding you can't be have certain things and you know they have to read all that and it also gives them information on hey here's some aftercare you need to remember for after your appointment and what you can't do before your appointment so make sure you read this and choose the best time you, know, you may not be able to book next week you know here's plan ahead here's all everything you need so i like acuity because it is the one scheduling tool that is very customizable it's affordable um i can send out follow-up emails, I can send out reminders, I can do coupon codes. There's just so much you can do with it for a pretty decent price for business owners. Um, so I use it like every day. I just, I love it. And then finally, the third thing I use, this is going to sound crazy. I'm really old school, but I literally use my planner. I knew you were going to say something paper. I knew it, but I love that. I live in that thing. I feel like I I attract people into my life who love paper products. Yes, I, I mean, so Angelica like literally yep. owns a bit paper business. Like every friend that I have is like, I love a just like a planner and writing things down. There's, There's something about something it. Something so satisfying about like actually writing in your schedule, writing a to-do list, and you just checking got me, it off. You just got me a notebook and that's how I feel. I'm like, <laughs> you got me like a clear notebook. And I, I am a, a stationary person. And yep. I was like, yep. That's how I show my love. Yeah. Buying you books and stationery. But um, I use it, you know, now even though I have like a, a regular planner, a bullet journal, like how do you... So even though I have like acuity for booking and stuff, I literally go and copy down my appointments in my book and I literally look at it every day. I do a weekly schedule, a daily schedule, and like a to-do list for both weekly and daily. So that's what keeps me organized with not just my business, but my personal life and kind of syncs them together. Because when you're, you know, self-employed entrepreneur, and I'm the only person in my company, it's just me for now. Um, so it's just really important to make sure I not only have all my appointments in, but then I look back and go, okay, did I follow up with this one? Did I check on her? Like, um, what's going on next week? I, you know, need to do this. And just, it just keeps me really organized. And I'm, I don't know what it is about me. I'm a Leo, but I really am just like so hyper-organized. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I have to be, 
you know, on a schedule. I have to have an agenda. I have to kind of know, like we were talking about this before. Don't ask me, Hey, let's go grab dinner. Uh-uh, no. girl, I have my schedule for the day and that's not on there. Like yeah. I'm very like type A. Yeah. So I Same. live by my planner. Like I, that if the building was burning, I'm grabbing my dogs and my planner. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I like checking stuff off too oh, on yeah. my list. That's always very satisfying. It's just nice to have that visual again of the week. Like, okay, Monday is this, then I have the off, then I have this client, this client. Oh, I have this much time between them. It just lets me kind of visualize how my day, how my week's going to go. And um, that just really helps me to flow really nicely. So that's very old school. I know like my husband's very like techie and he's like, why are you still using that? Like, it's such a waste of time and paper. I'm like, what are you? You already have this on your calendar, on your phone. Like, why? I'm like, because I need way, it. Yeah. I just need it. Leave me alone. I'm the same way. I actually like, I mean, I put it online, but to me, I almost think of online as the backup. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to be near my planner and I know I'm going to look at my planner. But the online part is the part that's like, okay, well, just in case. I mean, I would never lose my planner, but God forbid right. I lose my planner. At least it's all there. Plus, a lot of times it's just for the other person for me because it's like, you know, like with the nonprofit, like having a meeting, I'm like, oh, let me make sure that everyone else is on here and that way I don't have to like remind them or whatever. So, of course, for your clients, it's like great because it reminds them yep. there's that online thing that, hey, we're doing this because some people don't have planners and they don't write things down and that's that's wild to me. It is. I do not. Angelica and I. We know because people will be supposed to show up to this podcast and then they oh are very, like, I'll contact them the day before and they're like, oh, that's tomorrow? Yes, it is, ma'am. <laughs> See, that's like, all the me. time. Like, all, and I'm like, you run a business? Yeah. How do you not know? You probably know this about me by now, but I'm very much like a prepared person. So again, I look ahead, like, who do I have tomorrow? And I'm not just going to like show up at my appointments with my clients and just be like, you know going with it like really I am like there set up prepared for them I have gotten good sleep I have you know had something to eat so I'm good I've had my coffee so I'm awake like, yeah because you're gonna like work for four yeah. physical and hours. not just do good work and be ready like physically but like mentally and emotionally just like give them good energy again yeah. I make them feel good so I'm I'm giving you my best and I'm mm-hmm. getting ready so the day before I take clients you probably know something like, I gotta get home early I gotta go yeah. to bed I gotta get myself ready mm-hmm. I gotta like take a shower before I see them and be all nice and clean and pretty for them like I I just it just all those things mean all to me and the planner helps me to just like keep my life together so I'm ready I love planners um Angelica we were at good good crowd today and she picked up like something from rifle and I was like do you know about rifle she's like not really and I was like let me tell you and I was like now <laughs> we have to take her to the next um sidewalk sale I was like that's the well, best yeah. part of I definitely got to go because I got to outfit some stuff and I have some, I need to get wallpaper. So I'm all for it. Are you going to do wallpaper in the new place? That's in some places. Can I help you put it on? Let me do projects. You don't let me help with anything. I want to do it. I'm doing her powder room. And so she sent me her thing, her her rifle. She was was like, I got it because you people who know me know that I like rifle. And she's like, oh, I got this wallpaper. I'm going to do her powder room. And I was like, See now you've inspired me, and now I gotta do something in the house. So listen, I want to be there see. on the install day, and I want to help <laughs> because I don't want to put it in my apartment because I know I'm probably gonna move in November when our lease is up. Hopefully, God willing, move into like house. So I want to help you put it up in the new place because I am obsessed with home projects, and you won't let me help you move. So 
you got to give me this one. We're not moving a lot of things. <laughs> you keep thinking it's like it's not. It's not. We've already gotten rid of so. I have a uh, toaster that's outside on my right now that Target just delivered. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep okay. It so, Amanda, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to open their own business in the luxury beauty field in, like, let's say, twenty twenty two? So, you know, really, it boils down to knowing your worth. Um, if you're going to especially do luxury, any kind of luxury, especially luxury beauty, do not settle. You know, there's going to be people that don't want to pay what your worth is. And that's fine. But those are not your clients. Know your ideal client. Know your target market. If you're offering luxury service, it's someone that is not afraid to spend on themselves and take care of themselves. It is someone that will invest in their self-care. It's someone that recognizes your skill, your talent, and will pay you accordingly. Um, just don't compromise on that because I do get that a lot. Oh my God, that's a lot. And I don't even charge. I've been running promos. <laughs> I've been charging yeah. my full price and people are like, wow, that's a lot. Well, I make it worth every penny and I know that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very specific niche. And like, you know, again, these clients will invest in themselves. They will pay for nice things for quality. They're the kind of clients that, um, you know, don't feel bad about it. They're like, I deserve it exactly what I said. And that's what I want to attract. So I, you know, set your price accordingly. Again, I can't emphasize it enough. It's a tattoo on your face. Um, something that you have to fade in a few years, but like it's considered permanent. So just, you know, you get what you pay for. And I get a lot of corrections. <laughs> I do. And I get a lot of people that say, wow, I went with someone that had a special for a hundred bucks. I'm like, you spend $100 on a tattoo on your face? Baby, no. We don't, we're not doing that. That's we deserve better. You deserve the best. So um, I feel like, you know, when you do luxury, the clients you want, they're going to understand that, though. They're going to be like, you know, just like when you get a body art tattoo, are you just going to go to any artist in the street? Some people do that. Some people are fine with whatever. Most people are going to be like, oh, I like this artist. I like mm-hmm. their work, and they're expensive, but it's on my body forever. So I want it to be really quality and good artists, very talented. And I see all their work, see all these examples. Um, people, you know, they will pay you for quality. They will. The right people, the right clients will. They will respect and appreciate you. Um, just so much goes into running a business. And especially now that I'm living it in you know, the first year of business officially opening. I mean, it's beyond your wildest dreams. Most people that aren't entrepreneurs will never get it until you're in that situation. Just how much it takes out of you financially, emotionally. It's just so much and um again i'm i feel like i provide so much more than what i even charge but i know my worth and i will never settle so definitely you know don't compromise on that keep that in the forefront of your mind all the time that you're worth it when someone tries to challenge that or question that just know like don't second guess yourself because there's going to be moments where you're like if i charge so much like nobody will want to pay this nope it's okay it's just not the kind of clients that you don't want or that aren't your target market those are the ones that won't pay it the ones you do want, they will come. You have to believe that. You have to know your worth. And also just deliver something very memorable that sets you apart. Because, you know, again, I was a client. I had an amazing experience. That's why I was very loyal to my girl and went back to her. And I even went back to get trained by her. Because I chose someone that was amazing, well-known in the industry. I stalked her work for, like, months. <laughs> and just kind of was like, oh, she's good. Like, I like her. And I was like, should I do it? It's kind of expensive. I paid, like, 500 bucks for my brows when I got it done. And, you know, that's actually cheap now <laughs> a couple years later um but I remember just being like that's a lot of money you know okay I'm gonna save up and just kind of yeah. monitor what she's doing and you know make up my mind 
and she was booked like months in advance. So I finally did it. I booked and I was like, dude, knowing what I know now, I would have paid triple this for how much it changed my life. It was the best money I've ever spent. I will die on that hill. That is something that like just changed my life so much. So that's what you want. You want people to be like, oh yeah, I spent this on my brows and it was worth every penny. I had a great experience from end to end. I would go back. I'm going to go back with my touch-ups every, you know, year or so because I love my girl. And I even have people that go, girl, can you do my lashes? Can you do this? I just love your business. I love your energy. I love the experience. And I like want to come back. The people are loyal. So yeah. you just have to leave them yourself. And again, give them something that they will treasure the memory and the experience they had with you and like always come back to you. Like you putting that good energy out there, you knowing your worth, that's what's going to sell you. And you can't second guess yourself because that's the problem a lot, especially as women, especially as women of color. We often do that. We often have imposter syndrome, like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe people won't pay this. Maybe I'm not good enough to charge that much. No. Once you set your mind to that, I'm going to do luxury. I'm going to provide a luxury service. Do not ever compromise on that. Do ever come back from that in everything you do. Okay. So before you go, Amanda, you have something for our listeners. Can you let us know what it is? I do. So... For any listeners of this podcast, if you would love to book with me and you like what you heard about brows, um, reach out for sure with any questions. I'm the kind of person that like coaches my clients. So um, I love talking to you beforehand and just like making sure you feel comfortable. But I'm offering a discount for Heart and Hustle listeners. You can go on my website, carmiabrows.com or on my Instagram, carmiabrows, and you'll find my booking link there. My website has a lot of great info, but again, feel free to reach out to me directly. Um, and when you book, you will get a 40% off discount if you use the code heart and hustle. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something that happens often. So I would love to see you guys um, definitely hit me up. Yay, Amanda. Thank you so much for being here and talking to our listeners. I learned so much. I'm super excited about this process I'm going to be doing in January. So I'll definitely update you guys and let you know how it goes. Um, But I'm really, really excited. And I just, I love that we're, you know, just encouraging people to take care of themselves and live their best lives and like be fancy, honestly, because I just want to be fancy. Like life is rough. So I'm just like, like you said, like we deserve it. We totally do. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Awesome.